0: You build a brand for the people and every single thing that you do includes them, like asking them questions all the time, getting their feedback and not necessarily actioning everything that they say, because that's, I don't think that's healthy and good for a brand, but we have cups named after our community. We have colors named after our community.
1: G'day, I'm lucky and welcome to D2C Slingshot, a podcast where we interview brand founders and industry experts to help you out on your own journey. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. G'day, guys, welcome back to the D2C Slingshot podcast. Today, I'm joined with Sandy, the owner and founder of Luxie Cup and Peekapoo. So a pretty special guest here today. You just want to give yourself a bit of a background story.
0: Um, background story, like Luxie and peek-a-poo These are like my third brands that I have kind of brought to life. These are probably, I've had a couple of um, Tesco's before these guys. Um, I actually don't have any formal training in business at all. I am trained in, I'm an interior designer by trade. I have also had um, time in sales. um, But I just think that this is where I always belong in like create, I basically am very good at creating just brands. Um, I think my superpower is essentially just knowing what people want, speaking to them how they speaking to them on a a level that makes them like I yeah I just think that's my my superpower is just knowing people and so bringing people brands is what I do
1: yeah for sure and that definitely shows and reflects in the brands that you've built for yourself like this is some of the best branding that I've seen and I look at websites every single day and I think Luxy Coffee is like one of my favorites it's just everything that you do with it I've been following you for over four years now so to see that glow up over the years it's been really exciting to watch your growth over those years and did you have any design experience like did you do that in high school or is it just that creative flair that comes to fruition yeah
0: it's just that creative flair like I just know like I just know it's just what I'm kind of good at without actually having to try so thank goodness I have that little um flair let's just say that
1: yeah and branding's more uh more than just creating a visually good looking product I know you have an absolute cult following especially for Luxy Cup do you want to touch on how you've been able to curate a community that is so like loving of your brand
0: yeah it's a really good question um I've actually just put together a masterclass because I've been asked about this all the time and I've Um, I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not really good at that. I don't know what you're talking about. But then I really check in and I tune in. I'm like, I have done so well, very naturally putting it together. And I think this is a little insider thing. I think I struggled a lot in school having friends. Like I was caught in a situation when I was in infants and primary of being like the third wheel. And so having friendships and like having connections was something that I wasn't I didn't really naturally learn through you know childhood and so in my adulthood i actually have to like try and i am very intentional with relationships and friendships and how i show up so i think that really came through the brands where um yeah like that little wouldn't say fault but that childhood experience has come through as being like one of my best assets now in um business i think that there's a billion things that i really could talk about when it comes to creating a cult brand but it's essentially you build a brand for the people and every single thing that you do includes them like asking them questions all the time getting their feedback and not necessarily actioning everything that they say because that's I don't think that's healthy and good for a brand but we have cups named after our community we have colors named after our community Um, we the language for our community is is the girls like we call them the girls it's always like Oh, what will the girls want? Or, like, do you think the girls will even like this? Or, like, should we ask the girls? Like, we they are not spectators in Luxie Cup, like, they are team members. I think that makes a massive difference because I think in the social media world, you've got two types like, you've got these very pretty, very edited brands social media platforms, feeds, it's so very pretty and perfect and nothing's out of line, but then you have Luxie and it is messy. It is chaotic. Like it's not pretty. It's, it's just this feed of like the customer. And so people really like, oh yeah, like I let, I want in, like I want in on this group here and it doesn't feel like they feel like they can come in and not be spectators that makes sense
1: yeah that definitely makes sense and one of the things that i remember you for like or why i followed your journey for so long is because you do those daily team meetings on your instagram stories (laughs) do you want to just touch on how that's impacted your business and possibly like helped like create that community around your product
0: yeah I think also too, like I am, there's part of social media that repulses me, like that part that is like, oh, look at my perfect world with my perfect car and my perfect holiday and my perfect, like it's, it's, it has, there's there's a part of me that feels very uh, revolted by that behavior. So when I jump on social media, I'm just going to show up. Like you will find me most mornings. In the bathroom doing this like the luxy staff meeting and i have no makeup on i'm doing my hair and like our place is always chaotic and messy and it's not perfect and i show up sometimes i'm crying sometimes i'm like excited sometimes i'll tell you that i'm flat out so anxious this morning i'm not really sure what i'm talking about but i just show up every single day exactly how i am for the day i don't try to sugarcoat anything and so during that staff meeting like i'm gonna tell you what's happening. Maybe we've had um, a manufacturing hiccup. Maybe our products are running late. Maybe we're sold out or something and I didn't realize. Or maybe there's something like the customer, our customer knows every single part of Luxy. So again, they're not a spectator of like this perfect product or company they're like oh yeah we know that they're had troubles with it oh yeah i oh yeah that that's coming in like a couple of weeks sl told me like we keep people in the know and they love being a part of you know they love it
1: yeah and did you listen to gary v at all when you were first starting your business because i feel like you'd be his perfect student because you show up every single day and no matter what's going on you're always documenting the process
0: Yeah, I actually don't, I have, I know of him, but I actually haven't. Um, I'm not very good at, yeah, I'm not very good at being told what to do. Like if someone said like, go listen to this podcast, I'd be like, okay. (laughs) But I'm, I have, I always am just like, I haven't actually heard what Gary B says, but I'm sure he's incredible. But I feel like every single thing that I do in both brands is like by intuition. Does this feel good? Yes. No, what am I going to say today? It's like this download of like, I, I do everything from a very energetic perspective and it actually annoys the crap out of our marketing team because they're like, SL, like you need to be strategic and you need to be like 12 months planning and I'm like, uh, uh-uh. uh, like I really rely on how things feel, um, because I do, I know that market, like strategy is really important, but I also feel like when you're tapped in to intuition and like, oh yeah, this feels good to do this. This feels good to say that this feel good to release this, then things actually work more magically. You know, like if you're guided by intuition, as opposed to like, you must do X, Y, Z. I'm not very good at like doing X, Y, Z. I'm like, I'm going to go with my gut because that feels good.
1: Yeah, and that's probably why you're such a good cult leader as well, because you're going with that intuition all the time, and you're not as strategic or rigid in your processes. So showing up every single day and showing both sides of the story the good and the bad, it helps build that community and relatability as well in that on a day to day basis. Yeah. So tell me a bit more about your carnival launch. I know you mentioned this morning on your stories that it's been a pretty successful launch and possibly your biggest ever.
0: Yeah, so ever since, I mean, we haven't, we're so, I'm such a small timer in business, like what, Luxie's four, she's so young, but I do feel like we have been through a lot, like we launched barely, like a couple of months before COVID happened, and then COVID was what in my eyes now, very smoke and mirrors, very delusional, really can't take stats or like benchmarks or anything from COVID, because... Everyone just went from zero to hero, and if you're already a hero, you went from you went from hero to superhero. Mm-hmm. Um, so now, when it comes to into this, like, say we're we're writing off the end of COVID, the the retail market is different. I don't care what anyone says. Um, so we're just trying to now build a brand that feels really solid, um, and learn how to be very. Um, adaptable. Do you know? Like, so Carnival is our first launch that we've done that's a pre order exclusive only. We've never done that before. However, we need to be really uh, uh, ninja like when it comes to cash flow, and we only want to buy what we can sell right now. Um, and so, yeah, this pre order um, approach um, feels really fun. Like, there's, yeah, I guess there's a lot to say in that sense, but yeah, Carnival has been successful because, and also too, because because Cup is such a collectible addiction for so many people, it's good for it's it's good for us because they ain't gonna miss out. Like they don't want to miss out on a single color. Um, so yeah, Carnival has been great for that.
1: Yeah, for sure. Why did you go down that pre-order route? Is because you were having trouble forecasting and benchmarking off those COVID results, and is that why you decided to go down that pre-order route?
0: Yes, hundred percent. Like, and I'm not being. I don't want to. I don't want to speak like it's negative. But right now, the economy is not even a freckle of what COVID was, and like COVID, like I said, COVID was out of this world and it's not out of the world. Like people aren't spending money, like it's out of the world at the moment. I'm sure that will change, but I think that it's important for businesses to survive. You can't, business can't continue like it was back in 2021. Like we're in 2023, it's different and you know, Luxie will survive. But we also want her to thrive, like we don't want to just like survive this season. We want to thrive this season, then what are we going to do? Like, let's bring out more limited editions. Let's give them stuff that they really can't miss out on. Let's do smaller drops, um, those type of things.
1: Yeah, and I think that's going to be really effective moving forward. Like I've had a few clients recently come to me and say, like, look, we might have to cut our marketing budgets. Like, things are looking like super, like, it's like declining and it's just because of the markets at the moment and they're going, Oh, we're falling, but they're comparing also to COVID. I'm like, this is that was such an insane period. Everyone went from like zero to hero, like you said, and we're coming off the other side of it. And a lot of businesses are behind. So if you're a business out there that's um possibly uh like plateauing at the moment like that's a good result at the moment i feel and that's like i'm speaking with brands every single day talking to my clients and other agency owners and they're all experiencing the same people are trying to cut costs now and it's not just the households it's also the businesses and their marketing budgets
0: yeah i think what so and i think COVID and like pre covid whatever you call it that saying to a friend yesterday, like, I want my companies to have such a solid foundation, have such awesome processes that I am not influenced by a pandemic. I'm not, I'm not having dopamine hits from a huge influencer. Like I want really good steady sales consistently because I having like riding the wave of what we've just been through in the last three years that is some scary, delusional, unrealistic things. And I feel like that can mess with you. Like, my gosh, imagine if your mental health rode on and your self-esteem rode on what your figures were in like 2021 and what they are now. Like, and I don't say it very lightly, like people would be feeling pretty crappy. Like they're like, oh, what did I do? Like, I'm so crap. Like my business is so shitty. We'd be, they'd be thinking stuff like that when really it's, we just got to build these really strong foundational brands and we can ride this and not be heroes through it as well. Like if we need to cut marketing costs, cut marketing costs. If you need to negotiate smaller MOQs with your factory, like negotiate, 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 because you're here to survive and thrive through this and not keep playing the game of what it was back then. I know we're very focusing on that, but.
1: Yeah, yeah, I feel like that's a really good point to yeah negotiating, trying to protect your margins however you can, doing pre-orders if you have to just to survive and then come out the other side and ride that wave because things will bounce back as they always do. Mm. Now, obviously, we're talking about the bad a fair bit at the moment and I know... <laughs> Um, obviously you've got a very good positive cult following, but I'm sure there's also the flip side of that, the negative cult following, like, how have you dealt with social media hate and how has that affected you both personally and as a business?
0: Yeah, I think it's, um, uh, yeah. Like we had an incident, uh, I can't remember it was a few years ago, two years ago and yeah, we were copied by a company and. I very bravely, very naively was like, oh my gosh, guys, look at this company. They have literally sold, they've literally copied our product. And it was, it was like by-product from us in pieces. And we later found out that it's like sent straight to China that says copy this, but not this, like that's how very raw it was. But in that 10 minutes of like, oh my gosh, my community went nuts and their community went nuts. And then there was a lot of hate, but then, man, it was like, it actually makes my heart, um, race a little bit, just talking about it. Um, but yeah, I went, so it went so dark for me. I had, I had people even in my community going, oh, it's so like, you should just be happy that someone else is creating a zero waste product. Like just be happy for them. Like people were mad. Like and when I say people, I'm talking about like zero 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 one percent of people were like, "You're a bad person for exposing these people who did a really bad thing to you." Like it was so messed up. However, the the weeks that led after that incident of uh, that very very chaotic time, I was it was so dark for me. I I think I can't even explain it but just shame there was pain there was hurt and yeah like I have to admit like I still see my kinesiologist about being able to remove that trauma from my body so yeah sometimes it's really amazing but yeah when you're showing up every single day and you're speaking from the heart even now like even now I get trolls oh it's enough it's it's it's, it's a lot
1: yeah i swear every mm-hmm. business that is like been bootstrapped they've been copied at some stage you know there's so many horror stories out there one that i really remember is there was a brand which got their product copied but the the brand that copied actually like just copy pasted their like privacy policy or their label that they put on the product and it still had the brand that they copied's logo what? on it i was like what the hell <laughs> Yeah, yeah. There's, so, there's so many different stories out there and yeah being able to deal with hate as an entrepreneur and posting videos like that's vulnerable and most people can't even post a video to social media most people can't even listen to their voice recording when they're sending it to their mates because they don't like the sound of their voice so it is a very vulnerable place to be but putting yourself out there it, it's obviously helped you grow Luxy Cup to where it is today
0: Mm, Yeah, I couldn't agree more and as much as it's painful and like the other day I was in the shower and I was having a cry and I was like saying to my husband, I was like, Andy, like our mums and dads just had to put like like an ad in the paper. Like these days we have to get up every single day, sometimes twice a day. You have to show up enthusiastically, happy, joyful, have something really interesting and engaging to say on social media. Like it's a lot, Um, but that's where it's at. So that's what we have to do
1: yeah what else are you doing outside of showing up daily on your stories and on your Instagram are you doing much email marketing Facebook ads Google ads like what's the whole marketing strategy look like or is it a lot of it built off that cult following
0: at the moment yeah my cult following is so powerful Like it's so powerful. Our most powerful asset is our private Facebook group. So we have, it's called the Luxie lounge. There's five, there's over 5,000 members in there. And you just even whisper, you whisper something in that group and it's it's very powerful, let's just say that. Next powerful thing would 100% be our email marketing email marketing. And then yes, we do have Google ads, Facebook ads. Um, We have, we don't pay for ads on Pinterest. I would like to start doing that, but we just have scheduling. So there's always something going to Pinterest and influencers too. um, Man, oh man, they don't work as much. They don't work like they used to work. And I really wish that that wasn't the case. And maybe I need to adjust where I'm looking or what girls that I'm working with, what people that I'm working with. Yeah, we're just really sticking to Google, Facebook, email, obviously social media, and then um, our Facebook group as well.
1: Yeah, I feel like a lot of brands are currently focusing on that retention marketing. So when you have that Facebook group, you have that email marketing. Also Google, people are searching for Luxy Cup or other like uh, reusable coffee cups and stuff like that. So I feel like there's been a big shift from acquiring customers, Facebook, TikTok, in those COVID years, to more retention marketing, keeping what you already have. Oh. And I feel like that's a really good for you guys because you can release colors and all sorts of different designs that people just grab as soon as you whisper and say that Facebook group.
0: Yeah, the so one thing that I, on that I feel like right now anyone can have anyone can create a product anyone can everyone has thousands of followers like you, we really can do anything but at the end of the day like if facebook was to close down or, or instagram is changes this al- algorithm i feel like nothing really is yours except say your mailing list and like your really really strong followers and that's where the attention needs to be like you need their email and, but you also need them to really love you and that be when they love you that's because you're vulnerable you're really speaking to them because nothing else even really belongs to you like yeah, even like
1: facebook ads are just selling direct to consumer like it's not really building that relationship unless they go to your instagram profile and then they start watching your stories and that's where that relationship building happens yeah now you also mentioned that obviously you're uh in the trenches for like the previous few years, packing orders and stuff like that. But now you've recently transitioned into a more of a creative director role. Do you wanna to touch on how you came to that decision and what that move has been
0: like for you? Yeah, that's a funny one. Cause I feel like now I'm out of it. I'm like, what was I thinking? I think that actually, and you know, I'm not, I think actually me being in the trenches dispatching and being in customer service that actually was so critical to our cult following like might seem little but like I used to I know every single customers name I know exactly where she lives I know exactly what cup she has because I've packed her 56 orders over the last four years I know what her Instagram profile looks like. I know how many kids she is, like, she has, like, I know everything. And I really could not have done that without communicating with her through customer service and then also knowing her and writing it and writing her name and writing the love letter. So as painful as those couple of years were, I'm all over it, you know, like I, but now, obviously Andy was like, you're out of here. You cannot, you cannot, you are not welcome back in this warehouse ever again. So he basically booted me out and he took over. Um, we have a team that does our customer service now, but they sp- they still just sign off as me, they speak like me, they follow all of my Instagram stories. So they know exactly what I have been saying, have said they're up to date with everything, um, and then my girls in the warehouse obviously just write beautiful love notes and they're pretty good so yeah now me being a creative director is just so much fun like so much fun now for a girl who couldn't delegate packing an order now I'm just like oh delegate 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 I'm delegating that delegating that like I'm delegating
1: <laughs> yeah and how did you come to decision to move into that creative director role rather than like product development or even logistics and stuff like that
0: Cause uh, all that stuff sounds really boring. <laughs> no, yeah, that's, that's just the bad.
1: exact conclusion I would come to as well,
0: yeah. <laughs> but well, some people
1: they are that, uh, like more logistical minded and like talking and negotiating with manufacturers and stuff like that. 100. So obviously yeah, you have that bit of a branding background or have been designing your own products for the last few years so it was just a seamless transition for you
0: yeah and i think again like i just know how to build a brand and i feel i would be so wasted trying to understand logistics or anything like that that's not where my strong suit is at all yeah andy i'll ask andy i stu- i silly i stupidly ask andy what he did for the day and then he starts talking to me and then i fall asleep i'm like oh Sorry, I didn't mean to ask you that question because it sounds very boring. Can you not bore me with the details? Can you not bore me with the details? It's too boring though. But yeah, creative, director. that's just what I do. It's just color, what the customer is seeing, what the customer wants giving her what brings her some joy that's what i'm doing
1: yeah awesome and you're also bringing some joy at the she.com awards you're speaking at that event you just want to quickly touch on that if you can
0: yeah she come uh lisa asked me to speak about community i'm really excited about that i mean obviously i'm a little bit nervous but i'm um i do think that being able to teach people how to cultivate like a really strong community like that's really uh that's really powerful yeah
1: so yeah have you done much public speaking before is this the first time
0: uh yeah no i speak fairly regularly um i've done my own speaking events but i i've spoken for the like the noosa council where else have i spoke i have having a complete my mind blank yeah speaking is what i do it's definitely what why i'm here anytime that i see like an angelic reader or someone who is like energetic or my angel she's like you are here to speak like you need to speak you're here to speak so yeah it's my jam yeah
1: awesome <laughs> yeah it's good that you found that niche yeah. uh, so before we wrap up today do you want to leave the listeners with any sort of special um, hacks or tips or even some motivation
0: i feel as though that Luxie Well, my brands would not be where they are today by following a very cookie cutter, you do X, Y, Z. I honestly believe that we know everything, like we know what our brand needs, we're we have this guidance, like, and I know this sounds spiritual, but it kind of, it is, but it isn't. We all have this journey in front of us. We just kind of like need to keep stepping. And I think when we look outside, oh, okay, that person's gonna teach me this and that person knows what color to bring out, or look, I'll just get this AI to create this copy. That's fine, but that stuff is not going to be magic or going to work nearly as effectively if you just like, shut up get quiet and listen to what you're meant to be doing i just feel like the the more that you as an individual can get quiet can meditate can write the more downloads you get from spirit universe whatever it is that is higher than you those are the things that are really magical that makes sense like i know it sounds very spiritual and i'm not being spiritual here but it's
1: There's definitely something out there because like most of my best thoughts, even in the business, like some of my best thoughts are one, as soon as I wake up and I think about like the dream I've had, or like it's before I even turn on my phone, like I'm just thinking with myself or in the shower or on the toilet, just those quiet spaces away from your phone, away from your emails, Slack channels, all the news feeds that you could possibly be scrolling. I feel like that's where a lot of your best ideas do come from rather than listening to some random guy speak on uh the internet
0: 100 percent. it really is those special downloads that make the magic happen like and when i'm talking about magic i'm talking about like launches that you could not have fathomed or or an influencer to pick up something like you couldn't have dreamt that stuff up but there was that was something just going hey like contact this person or or maybe you should just like reach out to this person or maybe you need to go there today or maybe you know there's those little messages that you listen to like your intuition and following them that's what I think creates really strong cool brands and not going okay we need a logo and we need this and this is gonna be like this that's just like textbook it's so boring yeah that, that would be my advice Just stick to your guns.
1: Yeah, cool. So thanks so much for coming on. I really enjoyed this episode and I'm sure the listeners will get a lot out of it as well. So yeah, thanks again for coming on. Thanks, Lucky. Well, there you have it. Unfortunately, this is the end of the episode, but if you're looking for more, be sure to find more episodes on the platform you're viewing on or head over to Instagram to find tons of valuable clips.